five mid mornings catch up. Now, not only is it 5FM's birthday month, but it is also Mental Health Awareness Month in South Africa, the entirety of October. And we launched something a little bit earlier this month about mental health and mental health awareness and touching on loads of different topics. We've covered suicide, we've covered narcissism and narcissistic abuse. And today we are talking about something that I think affects so many people in South Africa, and that is anxiety. So, uh... Please welcome Sable to the studio. So today we've got Sable Leisha in studio to chat to us about anxiety. Sable is an educational psychologist with interests spanning mental health, education, and creative arts. And when it comes to anxiety, we're going to cover everything from how to identify it to what options you even have to make it potentially more manageable in your life. So let's talk about that. Hi, Sable. How are you doing this morning? I'm well, thanks. How are you, Steph? Awesome. Thank you so much for asking. Okay, so... I'm going to ask you the most obvious question, which is, what are the different kinds of anxiety? Because I've heard of it before. I know there's generalized anxiety disorder and there's social anxiety disorder as well. But I know that there are a few main types that like anxieties can fall under. Can you tell us a little bit about what they are and kind of what the differences are a little bit? Absolutely. So... Generalized anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. is our most common anxiety disorder. It's the Mm -hmm. one we see most prevalent. And it's in the name, generalized, which means that people who struggle with this disorder are Mm -hmm. sitting with feelings of anxiety in day-to-day life. Sure, It's not specific to a a certain situation. Mm -hmm. It's really just an emotion they're living with and trying to deal with constantly. Yeah, And some of the other disorders, we've got panic disorder, which is where... You will have panic attacks, but just out of the blue. You don't know what triggers it. Suddenly you're having a panic attack. Mm. Panic attacks can occur with other types of anxiety as well. But panic disorder is when someone generally feels okay until they suddenly feel panic. There's not a gradual buildup. Yeah. Social anxiety, it's in Mm -hmm. the name as well. You've got your anxiety around social interactions, whether this is in person. It can also be online social interactions Mm. with social media, telephone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, separation anxiety again in the name really worrying about separation so for children we see this with parents really nervous of leaving their parents really Mm. scared that something will happen to their parent or themselves but it can extend into adulthood actually and a lot of people struggle with separation anxiety from a partner you know once you've gotten into an intimate relationship Mm. struggling with that separation and trusting that they will be safe and that you will be safe and then phobias actually also oh. fall under anxiety disorders. No so that falls under the umbrella, the general umbrella of anxiety is phobias as well. All yes. phobias or just specific phobias? All phobias. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. Okay. Now I'm really, I'm starting to realize I'm more anxious than what I thought I was because I was already diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder like many, many years ago. But I have lots of very strange phobias. So now I'm realizing that my phobia of moths is related to anxiety as well, which is insane. Okay. Is that all of them? Is that kind of the main That's ones? That's kind I would of say. the main ones. Okay. I mean, with phobias, you can then go and s- separate them Mm. into all the different phobias which there are many (laughs) and it makes sense you know if anxiety Mm. is a big response to a situation that doesn't warrant that response isn't a phobia that same thing it's a big fear to something that doesn't warrant that reaction yeah i just moths definitely do not warrant me being afraid of them because they can literally do nothing to me and i just can't explain why i'm so 
generally like terrified of them they absolutely terrify me so that's actually a good analysis okay i like that so how can someone tell if they're just anxious maybe a little nervous or whether they have a diagnosable anxiety disorder so this is a conversation it's a question that i get a lot as well from listeners where they're like i don't know if what i have is something that means that i have a diagnosable disorder or am I just stressed right now? Am I just nervous? Am I just anxious? So what's the difference? How can we tell? That's a really good question, actually. And I think it's something people struggle with a mm. lot. I always like to think that anxiety itself is not bad. It's yeah. a helpful emotion. It's actually got an evolutionary goal. Oh. You know, if, the, if there's something dangerous happening, your body gets anxious to protect mm. you, to react to that Keep situation. Keep you safe, yeah. In our day-to-day life, you know, you've got a job interview mm. coming up. You've got an exam coming up it's appropriate to be anxious in those situations. It's when it becomes inappropriate. So your anxiety is disproportionate to the incident or the exam coming up. It's when it's long lasting. You know, normally if it's just anxiety as an emotion, you can identify what's stressing you out. And when that thing happens, you feel better afterwards. You feel relief afterwards. With an anxiety disorder, you often are stuck with this feeling of anxiety in your body, you know, heart palpitations, Mm. upset stomach, headache, but you can't identify why. And it's something you're sitting with for most of your days. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's when you really need to reach out for help and support because you don't have to live like that. We're going to be back with Sable. Got some more questions for her. Like what causes an anxiety disorder to manifest? Or are we just born with it sometimes? They'll have more for us next. Still got Sable with us and we're chatting about anxiety this morning. Let's talk about that. Hey guys. Hey. Loving the segment on anxiety right now as somebody that suffers with quite a bit of anxiety myself. Um, And the one thing that I find I always have to explain to people because when you tell them you have anxiety, Mm. um, even if it's about something specific and you say, look, I have anxiety around something or like the phobias, I have a fear of heights or something like that. People then try and rationalize the, the, the anxiety to you. And I always have to explain to people that nothing about the anxiety I'm experiencing is rational. My rational brain understands what's happening, but my body is having a completely different response to what my brain is thinking. Natasha so perfectly said, my love. I think it was a big thing for me as well. I thought that it was kind of normal for the vast majority of my life. I was like, oh, everyone gets nervous. And then I think I got to my late teens and started to realize that I was nervous all the time. I was anxious all the time for no specific reason. I was very anxious when I had my music exams, but I was also very anxious on the days when I actually had nothing to particularly be anxious about. It was just constant and it was never ending. And the minute that I sought help, I look back on all the time I spent being anxious and I was like, why didn't I get help sooner? Why why did I make myself live through all of that anxiety? That was really uh, silly of me, I suppose. But I think we also don't realize sometimes we think things are normal and that like everyone is dealing with it. But maybe the best thing to do is to reach out and to ask the question and to go, is what I'm feeling okay or can I seek some kind of help? Maybe we can fix this, fix this. Not that there is necessarily anything broken, but in terms of anxiety disorder specifically or anxieties, is there something that causes something like generalized anxiety disorder to manifest in someone? Or is it something that you're born with? Did I, what, did I just come out of the womb an anxious little baby? 
or are they things that can make people become that way? So I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> um, some babies are just born anxious babies. Mm -hmm. That's their temperament. That's their personality. Often when you look at those babies, you'll notice that mom was really stressed while pregnant. Oh, yeah. So if mom was stressed out while pregnant, mm. you know, her stress hormones are going to be really high. Her adrenal adrenaline, her cortisol are going to be high. And baby is going to be born with higher levels than normal of those hormones. Mm. So that can sometimes be where it starts. Other times it can be genetic. Maybe one of your parents has anxiety. Mm. A lot of the time, actually, you go through life feeling fine until you're faced with a traumatic event. Okay. And that can often, if it's not processed properly, turn into an anxiety disorder. So that's why it's really important to reach out for help. Mm. And when I say traumatic events, they don't have to be personal as in they happened to you. Sometimes it can be something like hearing that a friend was in a car accident, mm. hearing really traumatic news at the moment. We're seeing so much Oof. violence in our news both yep. locally and internationally yep. things like that can definitely cause anxiety to manifest mm. and if left unchecked it can then grow and grow and become an anxiety disorder that's so interesting so speaking of treatment options uh, there are plenty of treatment options available to somebody who might be struggling with anxiety whether it is temporary or something a little bit permanent can you talk me through some of them? A uh, conversation that came up recently on the show was people talking about uh, DBT and CBT actually and how helpful that's been for some of the listeners. So can you talk us through some of the treatment options that are available for anxiety? Sure. So research shows us that the most effective treatment mm -hmm. is a combination of therapy and medication. Oh, okay. So rather than going only one route or mm. only the other route, if you're really combining, you're going to see results faster. Okay. Your medication is going to allow your nervous system to calm down so mm -hmm. that you can take in what your therapist is saying to you. Oh, that makes total sense. Okay, yeah. 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 We'll finish up our conversation with Sable Leisha in the next few. Details on how you can get help, what treatment options are available to you if you do suffer with anxiety. These are important conversations to have, especially in Mental Health Awareness Month. We've still got Sable Leisha in studio with us. We're talking about treatment options that are available for those with anxiety. And we finished off with me mentioning, you know, like medication, I'm very open and honest. I know Dan Corder has spoken about this on air as well before, about actually being on medication. And that there is a little bit of a stigma around it, I think, in South Africa as well. When we talk about medication, I think a lot of people get really scared of that suggestion <laughs> because they think, am I going to be on this for the rest of my life? Yeah. And often that's not the case. Mm. Often, especially with something like anxiety, the medication is there to settle you down so you can take in new information, learn new coping skills, and then wean yourself off or your doctor will help you wean yeah, off. Yeah, of course. Um, I always like to use the example of, you know, Steph, if you were being chased by a rhino, what's yeah. the first thing you would do? I mean, climb a tree? Yeah, like climb a tree, wet yourself. Nobody is answering. I'm going yeah. to try learn. I'm going to do my best at oh, my job. I'm going to try and have a conversation with the rhino. I'm going to look inside of myself and try and figure out why I'm afraid of the rhino. Exactly. <laughs> so in those situations, your medicine is like climbing the tree, getting mm. yourself out of danger. Yeah. And then once you're up in that tree, in you that safe think. space, you can think, you can take in what your therapist is saying to you. When we talk about CBT and DBT, CBT is largely thought of as the most effective therapy for anxiety. It okay. works really well for anxiety. Mm. 
And what CBT does is it challenges your negative thoughts. Okay. So you might say to your therapist, you know, I'm scared of moths. Okay. And your therapist will then challenge that. Why? Let's unpack it. Mm. When you see a moth, what are you going to think next time? Let's practice. DBT is also really helpful. And what DBT does is it teaches distress tolerance. Okay. So managing your emotions, learning that I'm feeling this real fear, but I can survive it. I can manage it. I mean, these are very simplified explanations, but those are kind of the two strategies. Mm -hmm. DBT is really lovely because it can be done in groups. And in a society like South Africa, we are collectivist. We also don't have a lot of resources for Mm. everyone to be in individual therapy. Of course. DBT groups can work magic for us. Um, But I will say that research really shows that actually it doesn't matter what type of therapy you're in. The biggest predictor of success is that you and your therapist have a good relationship. So no matter what kind of modality they're working, if you feel you can trust them, if you feel that you can come to them and they are non-judgmental, that they are helpful, you're more likely to have a successful therapeutic journey than if you're feeling uncomfortable with your therapist. So I always say to people, don't be shy to actually say after two sessions, this person's not working for me and I want to try someone new. Okay. Um, Don't be shy to pick up the phone and phone three therapists before you decide who you're going to see. Mm -hmm. Ask them questions, look at their LinkedIn, you know, get a feel for who (laughs) you think would be a good click with you. Okay, that makes total sense. That's actually the first time I've ever heard that said before. I've never really thought about it, but you're so right. You almost want to shop around. And I think that relationship maybe needs to come from both sides. You need to feel like both of you are on the same page and kind of meeting each other somewhere in the middle. That's very cool. So, uh, Sable, if we would like to reach out to you and get in contact with you, how do we do that? Uh, Do you have an email address? Do you have a website? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't have a website at the moment. Okay. Probably the best bet is either going through my LinkedIn, okay. which is just my name, Sable Leisha, mm-hmm. and my email, my name, my surname at gmail.com. There we go. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Sable, for joining us this morning to chat all about anxiety. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Mid-Mornings by going to 5FM's catch-up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.